Welcome to the Human Performance Outliers podcast with your hosts, Dr. Sean Baker and Zach Bitter. At Human Performance Outliers podcast, we dive into a wide range of topics revolving around health, nutrition, and physical fitness. If you enjoy the show and wish to support us, please visit patreon.com forward slash HPO podcast. If you do not use Patreon but still wish to support us, please also consider checking out our PayPal page at paypal.me forward slash HPOpod. The link to both of those can also be found in the show notes. Finally, please consider subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Now, on to the next topic. Sorry about the technical God. difficulties. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just bang, beating my head against a rock. I'm like, how do I get this to work? I had to doubt oh, the app. Goodness. I'm like, what? Goodness, sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on, Molly. We appreciate you being here. You know, uh, you know, we try to get you on here for almost a year, I think, it seems like. Yeah, I dodge everybody. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> That's okay. No, but, you know, this is interesting because, uh, you know, I don't know if you know much about us guys. You know, Zach – He's the world record holder for the 100-mile run. So he runs the 100 miles faster than anybody else in the world. And, you know, I've got a few kind of world records myself, and, I, and I, I'm this crazy guy that eats all meat. And we get, we get kind of people that are really at the extremes of different things. You know, we had uh, a guy, Ed Cohen, who was the strongest power lifter that ever lived. And we've got all these different people that, that kind of push the boundaries. And you're definitely, you're definitely up there. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I'll get into some of the details, but, I mean, for people that don't know who you are, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you pronounce your last name Skyler. It's Molly Skyler. I've seen people screw that up before, and you get mad at them. So I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to get. Yeah, everybody, everybody says that wrong. So. I don't want to get in trouble for that. But did I, did I? I pronounce that right? Correct. Yeah, you got it right. All right, cool. So you are for people that don't know, you are the basically the the you're like a human wolf. I mean, you've eaten more food than anybody, and I mean, you went all the world eating contests. I mean, you're like the best competitive eater in the world. Uh, I know you said independent because some people are signed to contracts, but it, but. From what I've heard, there's nobody that can touch you on anything, basically, you know, and you're just, um, you know, you're not, you're not a big person. You're not like a huge, you know, you don't, we, we, we kind of associate these competitive eaters as, you know, these big giant folks. I am, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm about 240, 250 pounds and, and I eat a lot. I mean, I think I eat a lot. And then I see your stuff and I'm like, holy cow. But I mean, I, I know the reason I got kind of found out about you, because I was thinking about, I think I can go to, the, I, can, I can go to Amarillo, Texas and take on the big Texan challenge because I've eaten that much in one sitting and I've eaten five pounds, six pounds of meat in one sitting, which is not bad. And I know that, that, so I know I could do it, but then I saw videos of you doing it in like, like four seconds, you ate the whole steak or something like that. (laughs) I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like just under three minutes, but I mean, that's just amazing to me. So, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about this. But I think because we're in the sphere of kind of nutrition and performance, and I think some of the stuff that you do, we can learn from, you know, when we talk about why do people gain weight, talk about appetite and that stuff. So I want to ask a little bit about that stuff, but tell us a little bit about your background, Molly, and we'll get started if you don't mind. Background is my life. What do I do? What's what? Yeah, just tell us how you got into this competitive. I know you've answered this question before. Yeah, how does one become a competitive eater? No, you don't. God, what's wrong with you? Um, no, no. I, you know, I went to college and got my degrees in uh, sales and marketing and business management and then I kind of decided to let uh, four kids fall out of my vagina. And then, <laughs> so, and they were very close together. So, uh, you know, daycare became a humongous issue and I had to work around all the people's schedules. So 
I had to let my degrees kind of go to the wayside and I had to bartend and serve because I needed something that was extremely flexible. Um, and in like in the Midwest where I was living, you know, uh, Texas and Nebraska, it's two bucks an hour plus tips and people are rude. So, you know, I'm like, it's really hard to make a living. And someone came up to me and they said, Hey, you can't eat this burger. And I was like, Oh God, I was doing my vegetarian kick at the time. I was like, yeah, I'll eat it later. And, uh, you know, about, you know, about a year later, I, 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 they kept egging me on to eat this five pound hamburger. And I was like, fine, I'll eat this stupid burger. So I went to this place and ate this, this sandwich in 15 minutes. I was trying not to be nasty because I had two of my kids with me. These people thought I was throwing this food in my purse and stealing it, you know? And so they got all excited and like, oh my God, this is great. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are dumb. This is a sandwich. It doesn't, it's not a big deal. And people were like, oh, you should start doing this. And it snowballed into this big fiasco of a career and hey, now I eat sandwiches and food for a living. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Molly, because I mean, they're egging you on to eat it, but, but I mean, had you already demonstrated that you could eat a lot prior to that? Was that why they were asking you to do it or was it just like, no, a- no, they just thought it would be funny if I did it. And I just, I said I could do it so they, and they didn't think I could. So that was the only reason I did it. Why did, why did you think you could do it? Cause most people would say, I can't eat a five pound hamburger. I mean, most people like most women, particularly women that are like small women. If I asked my, my girlfriend who's tiny, if she could eat a five pound hamburger, she'd say, are you crazy? What made you think you could do it? Well, I mean, I, I've been able to eat larger amounts of food since I was a little kid. I mean, you know, when we were, you know, in high school back in the, early 90s we would be behind main street i would chug a two liter bottle of soda in 17 seconds you know that's four four pounds right there you know (laughs) i I knew i could do it so you know it i don't know if you know you can do it it just just doesn't mean i'm doesn't mean i'm going to do it you know so let me so you kind of got into this you know you started figuring out hey i can you know i can i can actually make some money out of just eating and it's not hard for me to do how did that sort of evolve for you i mean you went from eating one big fat giant hamburger and now all of a sudden you're like the 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 the, the, the queen of the world you know eating eating person how did that sort of progress for you um it was around uh oh gosh um, I was invited about almost a year later to a contest in Connecticut and it was actually two contests back to back and I won both of them. And I, I realized that after doing just like free restaurant challenges that I, I was making more in like three minutes than I could in a month at my job. I was like, Ooh, like, man, work smart, not hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. You know, so I decided yeah, let's, let's kind of transition over here and I quit my job. Yeah, you know, oh, go ahead, John. No, I was going to say, because, you know, you've, you've got four kiddos and, 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 and you're married and stuff. What did they think when you said, hey, I'm not, I don't want to work there. I just want to eat for a living. What, what, was, the, what was the reaction at home? Uh, no, it would, I mean, it, it, I had to leave on the weekends every once in a while, especially in the summer. But, I mean, it's just like I just make better money. It's, I just – I hate – if I have to work around somebody else's schedule and then take care of kids, it's like my it's, – it's a 22-hour day, and it's annoying, and you're – tired and it's exhausting and there's there's no satisfaction in it so i might as well have some time to myself so you know it was better for me so talk about let's talk about some of the eating challenges you've done what are some of the memorable sort of things that people don't know that might sort of find sort of interesting like i know you've got 
I mean, I, I think you told me you ate like 22 pounds of meat in one sitting, which I find mind boggling. Is that, is that true? It was 22 and a half tones. Of okay. Meat. 22 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I went to uh, Milwaukee, uh, Ward's house of prime. And it, it was a, it was a prime rib challenge. You had to, you had to beat the previous record to get it for free. And it was like 180 ounces. I'm like, so I have to stop after 180. I was like, like, no, just keep going. So I just kept going. And then eventually they ran, they actually ran out. So I had to stop. <laughs> it ran out. <laughs> and I was like, so now if you want to beat the record, you have to eat 570 something dollars worth of prime rib to beat the record. Yeah, your 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 record's probably safe, even in Milwaukee. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna um, go back and beat it myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the the thing I found interesting about this is, is like when I was in college, I I actually did a an, an eating challenge. Uh, they had these pizza places. I think there was like maybe five or six of them that were all kind of centered around these university cities in Wisconsin, and and one of them it was called like Politos, and they had this like 12 pound pizza and it was supposed to be you and a partner had to eat the 12 pounds together in an hour. And if you did, you got the pizza for free. And for a while they were even giving away like $500 or something like that until someone went and broke it or finished it like every one of them. So they stopped doing it because I think they had to pay out too much. But I remember I signed up and did it once with one of my buddies and I got through my six pounds in an hour. But one thing I noticed was the first like three to four pounds went down really easy. I think I was through it in like 15 minutes, but then the next like couple pounds took the whole rest of the time because like I'd sit there and I'd be chewing and it was like my body did not physically want to be able to swallow. It was like, it was like holding you back. So like that happened to me at around four pounds. So (laughs) that's, you're just getting started at four pounds. How does that kind of like evolve in the sense of like getting up to 22 and a half pounds, do you have to kind of break through certain barriers throughout a course of time and just work your way up? Or is there like a point where like everything just kind of clicks and you hit like a huge PR? Um, it, what, every, every food for, is going to be different no matter what anyway, like be it pizza or steak or whatever the heck you want to eat. But it's like your, your speed is going to be the biggest factor that because once you start eating it's like you start your body after like x amount of minutes or whatever you've eaten you you get sick of it so it's it's Mm -hmm. it's all it's completely mental and then it's like it's almost like you know flavor fatigue and your body gets sick of having to do the swallowing process it's just it slows down even even with us it slows down it's not fun anymore you're just like oh i'm so sick of eating the same thing over and over again you're i wish this was over with and i hate it and then you do slow down, you know. So Molly, it's it sounds like, you know, is you know if if someone to say I want I want you to eat a five pound steak in fifteen minutes, you say okay, no problem. But if I said I want you to take two hours to do it, it would be harder to do it in two hours than it would be in fifteen minutes, just because of the, you know, there's 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 signals that come back to your body after a certain period of time. The satiety signals come back, and and, and that's why many people will say chew your meal a bunch of time, eat slowly and you won't eat as much. Is that something you found to be true? Uh, no, not with, a, not with a five pound steak because of that, that's well, like, that's okay. like cocktail hour. You're just like, can they eat it all? Well, I'm, okay, but maybe, maybe something, something that's bigger that would challenge you. But I mean, you know, I mean, most people five pound steak, you know, would be, would be challenging. And I know for me, if I eat quickly, I can, you know, like I said, I can get it done. But if I take my time, then it, then it starts to get less fun like you talked about. Yeah, but it, it, the biggest other part of the part that comes into play there is like if you're getting full, 
it, your body, then you're after, you know, you know, 15, 20 minutes, your body is starting to signal, Hey, you're, if you're getting full night, you're, you're, you have the, your body is starting to say, stop eating, stop eating, you know? So that's, that's kicking in too. It's not just the fact that you're getting sick of it. Now your body's telling you to stop. So it's like, it's your body's, you know, self-awareness that you're getting full and you shouldn't be eating anymore. So now you tell it, you know, it, it just, it starts counteracting. So once you start getting full, it's kind of like, nah, you know? What what foods? I mean, I saw I saw a video of you doing this hot dog challenge somewhere on the East Coast. Can't remember. You drove like five thousand miles or something, and and you ate like thirty hot dogs in like nine minutes or 10, 11 minutes or whatever it was, and you won the prize and you won the five thousand dollars. But I mean, you were sitting there, you could tell that you didn't like some of those hot dogs. I mean, you know, there were some that were like you said, like the wasabi one was awful, and they had all these different. Food. Are there any foods that like when you when, when somebody says, "Hey, Ma, let's do a food challenge," are, are there any ones you're like, "Oh man, I don't really want to do that one because this stuff tastes." You know, it, it, are there any ones you like more than others? Um, like I like, uh, I don't know. I like I like steak ones. I like burritos. I like. Uh, I don't. I like stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm a simple person. I, I like, I like pasta. Pasta good. Um, but stuff I, I can't stand, like I said, certain foods like oysters. If you ask me to do an oyster challenge, heck no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'll lose my cookies. I can't eat that. Um, I don't like things like marshmallows. I don't like, I mean, I'll do a spicy challenge, but there better be money involved. I hate cause there's no fun in that. That's hard. Um, Anything that's nat that like nasty and slimy, I'm just kind of like, you know, ice cream challenges get painful for me. I don't like those. I'll do them, but I don't like them. How much Stuff would like it, just what, what would what would be a typical ice cream challenge? Like, what would be one you've done? Like, how much ice cream would you have to eat? Yeah, pretty yeah, a fiend about a gallon sometimes. You know, but it, it but when you throw that much ice cream into your stomach, it's like your core temp just drops. Mm. You, you, you you almost go into the shock. It's cold. You know, it hurts. <laughs> when you i've seen now let me i've seen people like there was this tv show man versus food and you remember the guy on the show i can't remember the dude's oh, yeah. name so you know there's some people say like if you're eating one type of food and you get this palate fatigue there's little tricks you can do like i see sometimes you know people that are eating whatever and then they'll take a drink of something sweet or if they're eating something sweet they'll take something salty is there any are there any tr how do you hack your appetite when you're starting to get full and i'm saying i, I need to keep going are there any little tricks like that that you employ to uh, keep you eating or, or what's the story with that? Well, I mean, if you're eating ice cream, it's like, you know, if you actually have hot water coffee, if you keep your upper palate, like the, the roof of your mouth warm, that's what gives you the brain freeze. So it's like, if you keep that warm and you never let the ice cream on that, you'll never have a problem with that. Your stomach will get cold, but you'll never get that head, that head, that pain in your head where it's just like, Oh my God. So yeah, keep that warm and that you're fine. Um, if you have like, usually if I do a challenge, I'll just do water until I start getting seriously sick of something. Then I'll drink a soda or something with it or do, cause then it changes it up, you know, but I usually try to keep it very, you know, neutral with water until I get sick of it. So then I can change it because otherwise if you're drinking the stuff before, it doesn't really matter at that point, you know, just simple things like that, throw something else into the mix. Now I've heard that you, you basically just don't chew. I mean, you just take a big bite and swallow it down. And, you know, you know, like a, almost like a, you know, like I said when I I call you a wolf because, you know, you're you know an average size wolf is about 120 pounds. I don't know what you are, but I can't imagine you're much different than that. 
and, and, and a wolf can eat about 22 pounds of food in one sitting. And so I just, you know, and, and it's meat. So I'm like, you, you know, you've basically done exactly what a wolf can do. But I mean, you know, is, is that true that you just, you don't, you don't really chew, you just take a big bite and you swallow it like a big giant, giant hunk at a time. Is that how it works? Uh, usually. Yeah. Cause if you're in a contest, it just chewing takes longer. So might as well skip one of the steps. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, one thing I find interesting too is because like in, in the world of distance running, it seems like uh, guys and gals, they tend to be like specialists at a certain distance. So you might have like a 1500 meter specialist or a 10,000 meter specialist and that's kind of where their their best performances come from. Is that kind of how it is in competitive eating where you have like a chicken wing specialist or a steak specialist? Are there like people that just thrive with certain food groups but aren't quite as good at others or like weaknesses and strengths with that? I would say so. I mean, there are certain people who can eat like, like oysters. They can, they can just down them and they have no issues with it and they can slam them. Like for me, like I said, if you gave me either something that's extremely easy to eat or something that's extremely hard to eat, like steak or, you know, I, I can, I can swallow that whole as opposed to most people wouldn't even try to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or like something easy, like cottage cheese. I'm just extremely fast. So you know, I can just keep going. So a lot of people, it's some, there are people that's like, who can just do like the hot dogs. I'm not, I can do hot dogs, but I don't like doing hot dogs. Some people are, they, they, they perfect their craft and they are that person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the so. thing with, I guess it was a Joey Chestnut. Who's a, who's a, who's a Coney Island guy. And I've heard somebody said that the only thing he might be able to hold up, keep up with you is on, is on hot dogs, but you would kill him on everything else. And then, you know, maybe there's these ultra specialists that, to kind of do that. Hey, Molly, let me ask you about, so when you eat a 22, when you eat 22 pounds of steak in one sitting, what happens to you afterwards? I mean, are you, are you, I mean, does it, are you in pain? Are you, I mean, was that max capacity for you? Did you, did your kidney shut down from all the protein? What, how did, how did the next few days go after that? I mean, what's going on? Because I mean, I routine, you know, this is interesting because I, I, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm this crazy carnivore guy that only eats meat and I'll eat five, six pounds of meat in one day and I'm fine. I mean, and you know, I might not eat again for 24 hours because I'm not hungry and, and there's historically, we know people like the Mongolians used to eat 10 pounds in a sitting. Uh, they talked about them eating an entire sheep in a, in a day. Uh, you know, this is, this is not like totally out there, but what happened, what, what, what goes on to you when you eat these big meals? I mean, are you, are you, well, just tell me about what goes on. Well, well, when we did that that night, whatever, we like I said, they ran out. I just sat there for a couple hours, whatever, and then I drove to Chicago. Um, I don't know. Felt like garbage, but I mean, it I mean, it, it depends. Like, if, it, if I were to eat, I mean, you know, not, not, not to state, you know, the obvious, but if you, if you sit there and you ate like 20, let's say 25 pounds of, I don't know, sugar, something, like sugar, you're, you're gonna die if you don't. If that your body's gonna kick that out, you're gonna die otherwise. <laughs> so obviously, you know what's gonna happen there. I mean, but I mean, if it's if it's five or ten pounds, who the hell cares? You know, it's just kind of like you just go about your day and find something to do. You know. Yeah, you said um, so. I mean, particularly with with the steak there. So you you know you 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 know you eat twenty two pounds and then they ran out of food. So you really never even hit your max capacity. You just ate the restaurant until they. I mean, yeah. you, you, you think you could have gone quite a bit more if, if, if there was, if there was still food there? Yeah. I mean, they, they just, I mean, they just ran out. I mean, I, I, there was no option to keep going. So I was just like, oh, all right, whatever. So I just sat there and talked to the guys for a couple hours and 
and just drove to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like I've seen excerpts about where you got you would do like an eating challenge with with a group, and and you know eat all this massive amount of food, and like a couple hours later you go out to eat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Was like when you have like a situation like that where you eat twenty plus pounds of food, is it like does it take a long time to get hungry again, or do you find that you kind of just resume your normal routine when you're not like building up for the competition? I don't really build up for any competition that's just like do it when you want to do it and i i don't know it's i don't like around my house usually it's like with the four kids especially it's like there's no i don't usually eat i just grab coffee in the morning and i don't usually eat much for lunch it's kind of like i and and i was a vegetarian for a couple years so i don't always really eat a lot of anything sometimes i'll just do stupid challenges and whatever whenever i have to do them you know Mm -hmm. it's not really my normal lifestyle so Sure, sure. So you don't have to like, uh, I remember I watched a documentary on competitive eating years ago and they would show guys like getting ready for a competition and they would do these like trial runs to assumingly stretch their stomach out. But you haven't found that that was, that's necessary. You just maybe compete enough that it stays at that capacity to be able to hold that kind of food. Well, I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll trade with water every once it, it, on the, on the average, whatever, but it's like, I don't want to train with food because I guess my outlook on stuff like that is I'm not going to get what I'm getting the contest of. I, I don't really see a point in it. And it costs a lot of money. I don't want to spend money on a crappy food that I'm not going to be able to replicate anyway. What yeah. is your, my, what's your, what's your normal diet then? I mean, day to day. I mean, I'm, you, I mean, it sounds like you just kind of eat a normal diet and then when it's, and then drink maybe a lot of extra water sometimes. And then when it's time to compete, you just, you just knuckle up and get it done. Is that, is that fair to say, what, what do you eat day to day? Well, I mean, like I, I actually with my with like my my family, like I said, it's it's just me and the four kids here. Um, we uh, I I watch carbs actually. We uh, we don't eat a lot of carbs, especially at at, at nighttime. Like three quarters of the plate is usually fruit and vegetable, and that's legit. Um, I my 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 youngest actually has a slight weight problem, so we we really watch what we eat around the house. We all and all of us have a gym membership. Um, so we do that after school every day, we go to the gym. Um, but no, like for me, it's like, I don't, like I said, I don't like I'm drinking coffee in the morning and I have, a, you know, if I, if I'm home at lunch, usually I just reheat some more coffee or grab, I mean, I, I, I like to eat like whole bags of carrots with like ghost pepper powder on them and salt. <laughs> it's delicious. And I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really eat a lot for lunch. So it's it's kind of like my first meal of the day will be when I get home from school or when I'm making dinner. So, you know, I'm just I got crap to do. So, what was you know what would you say was your least favorite uh, eating challenge that you've done? Mm. Well, there was there. <laughs> I put up a video of it actually on my on my on my YouTube. There was a stupid restaurant in Pomona, California called Valentino's. Um, I had called them. They have a, they have like it's like a twenty eight inch pizza or something like that. And I called them because I had done it before, like two years prior. And I said, "Can I come in and do it again?" And they were like, "I don't see you." The lady who answered the phone said she didn't see a pro- she didn't see the problem of me. She didn't see a problem. Why? And I was like, all right. So we went in and I went in with a friend. They actually dropped it on the floor, like on the floor, not in a box on the floor. They dropped it on the floor. And I was like, ah, I wanted the $200. And 
it's like they, they didn't have me sign an order. They didn't ask me who I was or if I had done it again, whatever. They said I could do it again. I'm like, all right, cool. So I ate this pizza off the floor. Then they wouldn't even refund me my money or freaking my $200. I was mad. I was like, <laughs> Are you kidding me? I ate this damn pizza off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, was like, I said, fine, I'm, I'll get my money back through making a YouTube video. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Are there, are there certain competitions that you target like on an annual basis because they prize out a good bit of money or anything like that? Or is it just everything kind of changes from year to year? Eh, it's about the same. Like I like the uh, wing bowl was good. They always had a good, they, but they canceled that this year. Um, cause the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl last year. That was a, one of the biggest payouts. Um, how many wings did Molly? How many wings did you eat just for for reference? I think I saw something like five hundred and something or something like 501. that. Five hundred one. Five hundred one wings. Wow. <laughs> does does it with competitive eating? Do you get like sponsorships from companies who want like their name on you and stuff when you're out there doing that stuff, or is it pretty much just finding competitions that can can put up enough prize money to make it worth your time? I've had people. I mean, like I don't know if you ever heard of Strange Music by chance. Um, they uh tech nine and all i don't know they sponsored mm. us i dropped them because i was just like yeah i didn't care um and then no i've had some offers it's just that but it's like if, if, if you want i don't want to wear somebody's name unless you actually mean something to me because it's, it's like mm -hmm. you know like i would wear like the steak in maine from um northeast maryland they, they were on uh, man versus food i love that guy tony Anthony, he owned, he's owned that place for freaking ever, and he's a good guy. I would wear his stuff, and I do, you know. But I don't wear people's stuff unless they actually are invested in being a good person to me. Like, oh, I'm, I'm you're not. I don't want people just to make money off of me, so I just I just don't do anything like that, you know. Yeah, you know that's the reason I ask is because in the ultra marathon running community, like, there's very little actual prize money, so a lot of the, the competitive uh, athletes in there, they'll, they'll attach themselves to brands and stuff that they use when they're racing and training. And, and that's where most people are making any money in the sport. And it is, it is one of those things where it's like, well, you have to believe in the product enough to use it during some of these extreme events. So more often than not, I think most of these people actually believe in the products that they're using to a, to a certain degree. But uh, yeah, you can, you can definitely get some sports that are maybe not quite like that. I think like, you know, like NASCAR or something where they just, it seems like anyone who's willing to give money, they'll put a sticker on their, their car for it. But um, yeah, it's always interesting to see kind of how all that stuff plays out. Well, you know, it's kind of like the concept of you have zero friends and then you get put on a TV show and then everyone wants to be your friend. It's yeah. like, you know, I, I don't get into that. I, I'd rather have no friends. Now for a word from our sponsors. Hey folks, thank you for tuning in to the Human Performance Outliers podcast. Uh, we are very excited to have ButcherBox sponsoring the show. Sean, why don't you tell us about some of your experiences? Yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, basically mostly just going with their custom boxes. I've been going with uh, ribeyes and uh, New York strip steaks. They're all uh, grass-finished, antibiotic-free, hormone-free. They're actually pretty decently marbled for a grass-finished product. I've been enjoying it. Lately, I've been throwing it on the on the uh, in the sous vide and then uh, reverse searing or then searing it up in a cast iron pan. That's been pretty darn tasty. I've enjoyed it. Uh, the consistency I found on pretty much every single steak has been very high, very good and very high. Uh, flavor's been good, 
and I really enjoyed it. I think uh, you know, looking around at some of the other competitors and some of the other grass finished products that you might get in the store, this is actually a fair bit more economical. And so I think it's a, it's a good value, good quality, and and, and a very uh, you know enjoyable, flavorful uh, way to get your steaks. Awesome, thanks, Sean. Remember to get your discount and free bacon. Type in promo code HPO at the checkout. Now back to the show. Hey Molly, what's uh, I understand? There's like some competitive eating uh, organizations or league. And I know you you list yourself as an independent uh, competitor. What's the story on that? Um, well, there's two leagues. Um, there's All Pro that's independent. Basically, you can do whatever you want. And then there is MLE, um, which is uh, heads up the Coney Island or the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog thing, and they do their own contests and stuff like that. But when you're in the MLE, it, there's a contract. It's a three-year contract, and I mean, and it's a great organization. It's just, it's like I, you know, for me moving around as often as I do, and I just, I don't know. I've I've, I've done it for six years now, and I and I wouldn't mind joining MLE. I thought about it, but like I said, it's it has to be the right time. You know, because the contract is huge. It's three years, and it locks down what you can do at, in eating 100%. So, do you what What do you think? To, I mean, what is the, what is the career of a competitive eater? What's the lifespan? I mean, how long can you do it for? I mean, are the people that have been doing this for a long, long time, or is there like a peak? Is there is there some sort of uh, you know? Are you still getting better? Are you finding that you're 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 not as good as you used to be? Or where are you at on your career on this stuff? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm, a, I'm still at, the, uh, I'm about as the best as I've, I, as I've been. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that you can do it as long as you want, as long as your health isn't failing and you're still like doing it. But it's just like, I mean, there's people who've done it over 10 years, 15 years. Mm. I say, if you get sick of it, just quit. I mean, I, I can't say it's, it's, it's individual for everybody. How often, how often do you compete typically? I mean, what, what is it like once a month, once every two weeks, or how, what's the schedule like? Um, in the summer, I'd say about every week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, we're in the off season, so we're really not doing anything right now. I, I've got to go, I have to go to Laredo this weekend for jalapenos. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to suck. <laughs> there on the border, yeah. Where, where are you at right now, Molly, just out of curiosity? California. Oh, you're in California? Okay, what part? Uh, just north of Sacramento. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was up there I was up in Sacramento uh, last weekend. So interesting. Oh, okay. So they've got, I'm sure they got a lot of competitive eating challenges all through up and down, all up and down California, I would imagine. Yeah, there's not a lot up here. Uh, there's more in the, in the LA area, but not really a lot up here actually. What's the, what's the, is there a challenge you haven't done yet that you, that you'd like to do on, on, in the eating sort of world? There's a 15-pound burger in uh, Las Vegas I'd like to try. No, I think you can do it. I mean, do you think you have any doubt that you could do it? Yeah. I just, I, it's just a nine-and-a-half-hour drive, and I'm too cheap to buy a flight. So. <laughs> <laughs> are, there, are there any uh, – have, have, have there been any eating challenges you failed at? Um, there was one. Uh, it was back in 2012, though, and I had just started. And it was like – oh, my God. It was like this – it was a 10 pound skillet plus three, uh, 14 inch pancakes. And I got all the way to like one and a half pancakes left. And I had said, I had to, I had to excuse myself. I was like, I can't do this. 
Well, the like, skillet, they go, I was so grossed out because every time I burped, this hollandaise sauce kept coming up, up in my throat. And I was just like, it was disgusting because it's like, it was like a nasty, like pre mix. It was like this oil, it was separated. So it was like this oil. I was like, and I was like, wow, it was so gross. It was so nasty. Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's got to be some foods that you do that you know you're going to feel miserable after. I mean, you know, yeah. is, there, is there, can you, I mean, would you feel more miserable after a steak or, or after, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, a pizza. What would make you feel worse afterwards? I don't know. They're both good food. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'd probably feel pretty nasty if it was like, like a well done dry burger. I mean, that's stuff like if you're, if it's miserable to eat, it's going to make you miserable. If it's delicious, it doesn't really matter. So like, if you go to like the big Texan, you know, and I'm still not convinced I won't do that at some point. I mean, is a steak pretty tasty or is it, is it, is it not a very good steak? No, it's, it's all right. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best, best cut, but it's, it's good. You know, it's steak. <laughs> is there, eat it fast. Is there like a, an, a common or even a, I guess it wouldn't have to be common, but an injury that competitive eaters ever acquire? Like I remember reading somewhere once, I think it was after the, Coney Island hot dog eating contest that one of the competitors withdrew to like a jaw issue or something like that. Is that something that's commonplace, like an overuse injury from chewing too much? Oh, are they flapping their gums too much? I have <laughs> <laughs> never done that. I don't know. Um, I'm sure that you could probably have, and like I said, I'm going to go off on a limb here because it hasn't happened to me. I'm sure you could have extreme bowel distress or whatever yeah. and get backed up. I don't know. You can't poop. <laughs> uh, or maybe get ulcers or, you know, you can blow out your ab- blow out your stomach or abs or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure you okay. can. Hey, Molly, what is, uh, so if you're going to, like, if you're going to compete in three days, you know, and say you had it, say somebody said, hey, Molly, you're going to go, I need you to go eat that steak again. And, and instead of going 22 and a half pounds, I want you to go to 25 pounds. What would the days leading up to that contest do? How, how would you adjust for that? I mean, what, what, what's the strategy going into something like that? I would drink more water and I would sit in my bed and eat M&M's. Why, why? <laughs> so you're telling us you're gearing up for a contest in a couple of days? Jalapenos. <laughs> yeah. What, why, 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 eat, why drink water and eat M&M's? What's the M&M's doing? I'm hungry and I'm lazy. To eat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm laying next to my cats, and um, I don't know. I just, they're just here, so I'm eating them. Goodness. All right. Where um, Are there people that you, in the competitive eating world, or do you have like a rival or, or like somebody, you know, I know sometimes you have, I mean, who, who, do you have a big rival right now? No. I keep to myself. I don't, you know, everyone thinks it's so awesome to win, and they're all mad if they lose. I just don't care. Well, you always win, so it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> no one's guaranteed to always win. No, that's true. But you've been doing it so far. Are you finding that uh, – is competitive eating as a sport growing in popularity or is it kind of plateaued? Or what's, what's your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I think it's come and go, honestly. Because you see a lot of popular contests that all dissolves and disappear and, and, and then, y'all, then new ones will pop up. I mean, I, I think it's really give and take. I don't know what's going on. Is there, is there like a, do you prefer a challenge where it's like eat as much as you possibly can until you stop? Or do you like a time restricted challenge where it's how fast can you eat something? What's, what's your preference on that? Uh, 
it, it depends on the length of the contest. I mean, um, first to finish can be t- especially if it's a smaller thing. A first to finish challenge can be hard. Um, like one pound. I mean, just about anybody could win that. I mean, that's not really. I mean, I hate to say that's not really spectacular, but it's not really a a, a skill to be able to eat one pound of food real fast. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, back when I was in college, I, I won a pie eating contest, and it was basically, you know, you couldn't use your hands; you had to just basically throw your face in the pie and eat it as fast as possible. And it was like it was like one or two pies, wasn't that much food, but the strategy was just get as much on your face as you possibly can because you had to get over, you know. And I remember I had chocolate up my nose for like three days afterwards, but, <laughs> and I and, and I won like some free hamburgers from the from the from the ca- the cafeteria was my prize for that. But yeah, you're right; you can you, anybody could do those things real quick. But I mean, you know, once you get into this. 10 pounds of, you know, whatever, 350 chicken wings, then it, then it becomes a real, you know, kind of a real challenge. And yeah, uh, I mean, at that point, I just rather would have a, an endurance one because a lot of people just can't keep going. You know, outlast them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like when you're setting off, like when you do this 30 hot dogs thing, I mean, do you have any kind of strategy that you're thinking? Is there like a, is there like strategic, like, I know I need to eat X amount in a certain amount of time. And then yeah. I can pace it, or is it just eat as fast as you can for as long as you can? Well, that one, that 30 hot dog one was, it was about, it was over 15 pounds of food. And I knew that the last six hot dogs were extremely spicy because you have to do it. That one you had to do in a certain order. You couldn't just do whatever ones you wanted. And there, like, there was one that had chocolate syrup and marshmallows on them. Just like, ah, like, <laughs> why do that? You get, that's gross. Um, but, you know, once you got to the last, I didn't want to eat, drink a lot of water if I didn't have to, because if the, if the last ones were so extremely painful or horrible or gaggy, I wanted to be able to take in a lot of water at the end. And it's just kind of like, what do you do? You know, you kind of got to, you have to have some kind of a, you know, a mentality of what you want to do or, you know, plan B if things don't go right. And so it's like something like that. If I know it's going to be bad at the end, I, I won't take in a lot of water in the beginning because I know I might need it. You know, so you restrict, and, and then at the end, you can kind of nail it. And that was a bad challenge. But they end because they had ghost peppers on one of them and help or habaneros. I was like, oh my God, it was so bad. I was gagging. I was just, oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah, I watched the video. You didn't look too happy when you ate a couple of hot dogs there. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, um, you know, what is it that, uh, are, are you, are, is it, are you still having fun doing this stuff? I mean, is it fun for you to get out there and do that? Yeah. No, I, I like going, I like traveling and I like meeting people and you know, it's, it's still fun. So I, I like doing it. You know, I don't like the drama that comes with some people, but it's just like, you know, it's still, it's still fun. Are you finding, are people, are there people like that are kind of asking you for like coaching or anything like that? Do you get people wanting to know like how, how to do that and stuff like that? Or is there any of that stuff that going on? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that happens. I mean, everybody wants to better themselves and, Everybody wants to do their own thing and, you know, and everybody wants to be the best. I'm like, I'm not, and I've never said I was the best. Never will. I never have. Um, but yeah, everybody wants to find a way. It's like, the thing is you have to know your own body. I can't teach you how to control your throat. I can't teach you how to do that's that. I can't do that. You know, figure it what, out. What sort of, you know, you said some drama and stuff like that. What have you seen uh, like other competitors having big problems in these contests or what, like, you know, I know like at that contest, it was like, you know, you had to eat, you know, the hot dogs, it was like, you have to eat it and then you can't move. You have to sit there for 10 minutes so you don't run to the bathroom and throw up or something like that, I guess. I mean, is that something that happens to a lot of people or is that, how does that work? 
that, it was that, that they can't move? Well, it, dep- it depends on every place has their own rules. If they no, but I mean, are people, are people getting violently sick after doing some of these contests? Is that, have you ever seen that sort of happen? It's more, that's more amateurish, I would say. Yeah. But it happens. It's like, that's, they have rules for a reason because they don't want to pay out. If you, if you get sick, they don't owe you money anymore. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you know, something to help them, you know, lock the lockdown that they can't, they weren't going to pay you out. And, but it, it's a good strategy though. It really is. You know, that's smart on their part. So do you find that like people are reluctant to have you go to their challenges? I mean, or, I mean, cause there's, you know, we see like every local town has the great pizza challenge or the steak challenge. And when you show up and say, how I want to do it, do you ever get pushback saying, no, no, thanks, my, we don't want to, we don't want to pay out or, I mean, because they know you're going to be able to do it. Have you seen that much? Mm, I mean, I won't tell anybody who I am when I go somewhere. I mean, <laughs> that's stupid. I mean, but if, if, if they're, but I'll never lie about who I am. If they say, ask who, if I am somebody or they ask about pro, I'm not going to say, no, I'm not a pro. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's only going to come back and bite you. And then now you just wasted your time and, mm. you know. I would think if I owned a restaurant and you showed up and, and broke my eating challenge, I had to pay you out. It'd be worth it if I could put your picture up on the wall. Do you find that to be the case sometimes? Sometimes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There are a couple of restaurants that that that's, that have my picture up, whatever, and it's just, and it's like, man, they feel like they have to like just live off that. I'm just like, oh my god. Like, why? <laughs> well, some some of them use it for advertising. You know, they just they just mm-hmm. kind of you know they get you in there as as a kind of a spectacle, and people come out to see it, and, and maybe they sell a few extra pizzas or whatever. You know, while you're in there doing it. Um, you know, do you do you is it typically that you do this, and there's a, there's crowds that are usually you know, there, and is that making it, does that really make a difference to you if there's a crowd cheering you on? No, nah, I usually would just ignore it because if I go into a place usually and I, nobody knows who I am and I'm just there by myself. So it's kind of like, whatever. I don't, I don't pay attention to anybody. I mean, I was there to eat and ditch. Bye. So, I mean, I mean, is this, <laughs> I just wonder if there's like, you know, like, you know, like back in Las Vegas, they would have pictures up of guys who were good at counting cards and, wouldn't let them in the casinos. I wonder if like some restaurants have like your picture back there and say, if she shows up, <laughs> send her out. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. No, I so, mean, you know, like the big Texan has a big poster of me in the, right when you come in, I'm just like, Oh God, like whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Like I said, I've got to get back. I've got to, next time I'm through Texas, I might have to stop in there and 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 look into that sort of thing. Sean, what what was the most you didn't you tabulate how much you ate once at a Brazilian steakhouse? Yeah, I mean, I had like six pounds, you know. But I mean, that's 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 like Molly would say would be, for Molly, that, would be, yeah. that would be amateur for, for <laughs> Molly. But I mean, you know, the problem. I guess one of the problems with the Brazilian restaurants is they bring the food out little by little. You know, have you ever been to one of those places where they bring one piece and then yeah. you got to wait five minutes and they get the next piece and so. You See, but really that's, so that's where you're doing it wrong. When they come over to the table, just you just no, a little bit more. Little bit, they, they, you don't have to like have the one piece. Keep going, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I know I can do that, but it's kind of like you know, you. I'm not always there for a competitive eating. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like if they come by with the prime rib and they gave you the one slice, like no, don't don't come back. Then you, and then you keep having them cut more and more and more until you, that you're done. You know, like hey. I want the five pounds off your off the spit. Just I leave the whole skewer. Five pounds. So do you do you ever go to like all you can eat restaurants and just just for fun and just you know like I said I you know I I don't feel like paying for a bunch of food but you know I'm just gonna eat a bunch and does that ever happen? Right, not often. I mean, 
as a family, I, I might go out to eat with my kids like maybe once every three or four months. We don't we don't go out to eat. I just I don't like takeout food and restaurant food. Um, I mean, I'll go to a buffet like maybe once every couple months, but I mean, it's not really. Do any of your do do any of your kids have aspirations to being a competitive eater? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they've seen it. They've seen too much of it. <laughs> yeah, they've seen too much. They're like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> do you get anybody that that? I mean, is there any kind of negativity towards you? Do you get any like hate mail or people that just don't like what you're doing? Or does it? Do you get much of that? I'm ruining the world. People in Africa could be eating more. I'm disgusting. I'm the C word, the B word. I'm every single word. Um, and what's wrong with America? Um, yeah, basically, I, I, I've heard like probably about 40,000 different nasty things. So that's kind of whatever. Well, I wonder that's amazing, man. I wonder why that, that, that just seems so, so. Because people are keyboard renegades and they think they can say nasty things when they don't like something that they, that they see. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've had no share. I've had no shortage of my share of that stuff directed at me because I, you know, I, I eat a diet that's, that's, you know, a lot of meat and people don't like that. But uh, tell me about you said you were a vegetarian for a while. What was the deal on that? And why are you no longer vegetarian? Obviously, you can't do a 22 pound steak if you're a vegetarian. But why did you yeah, why I've, did you choose that? And why are you not that way anymore? I mean, just a couple times, yeah, a couple of periods in my life, whatever. I mean, I just, I truly, truly do like the taste of cleaner food it's like you know it, it i like do i like grease and meat yes i do but it's like i like fresh food and so i mean i was more on a health kick whatever for a while and you know and it has nothing to do with oh i can't eat an animal it's the fact that i just wanted to eat cleaner foods and it is what it is you know so and then after and then i was pretty much like eating not a whole hell of a lot, but it's like, you know, I was eating mostly veg vegetable and plant, you know, be you a know, plant-based dairy in dairy foods or whatever. And then that stupid challenge, whatever. It's like, finally, the stupid burger, you know, and I was like, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that sets you on your way. Do you, um, did you ever struggle with weight problems or anything like that, Molly? Have you always been, cause you're, I mean, when I see you, you're, you're certainly not, you're, you're, I would describe you as pretty slender. I mean, you're not certainly overweight by any stretch and, and eating, I know you're sitting here eating a bunch of M&Ms and stuff, which some people would not say would, would be the best thing for them. But has that ever been an issue for you? Or you ever worry about that sort of stuff? Mm, not really. I mean, when I used to drink, I haven't had any alcohol in five and a half years. But when I used to drink, I, I was heavier. So, I mean, once I stopped drinking, it's like, I mean, you, you, my, my, my weight was only high my whole life whenever when I was drinking. So... I just don't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a, probably a good strategy. Yeah. Um, what do you, Zach? Anything else you wanna you wanna get into? No, this has been uh, this has been awesome. It's uh, it's always interesting to hear what people are up to when when it comes to some of the extreme stuff. I, you know, I I certainly find it interesting when people come up to me and ask about questions that are seemingly unrelated to them about you know running an obsessive amount of but you know eating is just kind of that. That same same thing, but with a different different uh, different metric to to get measured and and perform at. So, uh, yeah, if you have anything that you want to share with our listeners about where what you're going to do in the future, where they can find you and things like that, uh, feel free to let them know. Hey, let me let me ask one more question, Molly. Has anybody like any like uh, 
researchers or anybody approached you to like, you know, maybe just examine you to see, you know, why you can do such this amazing stuff that most people probably, well, maybe, maybe more people could, and they just haven't tried it. But I mean, certainly, you know, you're, you're an outlier with regard to, I guess, stomach capacity and stuff like that. Has anybody like done a CAT scan of your stomach or has that ever been anybody approached you about doing something like that? Absolutely. I've, and I, I've turned it down and I've turned down a lot of, I actually, I was offered a reality show. I turned that down. I was like, <laughs> leave me the heck alone. I don't want you in my life. Get out of here. You know, stupid shows, even like Dr. Oz was contacted me a while back and it's like, ah, so. <laughs> I don't want so, anything to do with that. Leave me alone. Well, we appreciate you being willing to come and talk to us on the podcast at least. So I can see where you're reluctant to <laughs> You know, kind yeah, of put if you want to see more gross stuff, find my YouTube channel, Molly Skyler, and subscribe to that. And you can watch me eat a bunch of garbage. That's funny. <laughs> All right. I know what rabbit hole I'm going down this afternoon. <laughs> you do it. And you totally look like a runner. I swear. I'm like, man, you do it. I'm like, wow. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You yeah, they they say ultra marathon running is just as much a competitive eating competition as is a running competition. But hearing stories that twenty two and a half pounds of steak is uh, a whole new world when it comes to eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like eating a toddler. Yeah, I mean, I've got, to, I've got, to, I've got, to, you've got, you make me feel like I've got to up my game. I've got some steaks in the fridge now, and I've got somebody coming over to do a podcast at the house, and so we might have to. Just in your name, sort of. <laughs> where, where <laughs> See how many you can get? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Orange County, down in Southern California, right now. Dang, so. dude! Oh man, I'm, I'm down there all the time. Yeah, well, after left, I'd have to come, come hook up sometime, Molly. We cover. Yeah, well, I, I would hesitate to say I want to feed you because I'd be worried. I'll be, actually, I'll be down there in April. Will you? Okay. Better get to Costco, Sean. <laughs> yeah, before the, the state, what are you gonna? What are you doing in April? What kind of challenge do you have? Is that a challenge? Um. Well, probably do be doing a couple challenges, but there's a taco eating contest down there, whatever. So I, I think that's six. It's a sixth or seventh that weekend of April. I'll be down there. We How many people? Get some food. Yeah, that's there. You go. What's the uh, What's the biggest? What are the like the top biggest eating like competitions in in the in the world? Have you been out of the country to do these, or has it all been in the U.S.? Uh, I've been offered uh, of the country, but I've stayed mostly in the U.S. I went to Canada once, and that. So. But what's the biggest, what's the biggest, what's like the grand prize? Is there like the, the creme de la creme of competitive eating? I know there's a Coney Island thing. I mean, there's probably a few of them out there. But, I mean, can you, can you enter like contests that are the world, what do you, what did you call it, the W, I can't remember what you call it, WEL or something like that? Are you, um, are you forbidden from entering those contests because you're not part of the, part of the, the organization? No, I, I could enter, but like I said, I, I would have to send the contract to, to enter. Um, yeah, I mean, you you could enter whatever the heck you wanted to. If you want to get into it, go for it. I mean, I'm not going to say you're going to win or lose, but it's like you can, you can sign up, absolutely. No, but what's the, what's the biggest ones? What, what what would be the ones that would be like the biggest prizes? Um, I would say Nathan and then Wing Bowl. Like I said, Wing Bowl obviously wasn't this year, but like I said, I'd say Wing Bowl is a big one too. Um, my best there was one year I won 22 grand, one year I won a car and five grand, then one year I won a Harley and 10 grand. I was like, it was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Just for a day of eating, having fun. Yeah, I know. Do it. All right, Molly. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, I think if people listen to this are going to have a great time. You know, I, I certainly did. And like I said, maybe I'll maybe I'll run into you in April if you're if you're down. Dude, around. I will contact you before I come down there. We're, we'll have to go out, whatever. There'll be a couple of eaters up there. You can meet my kids. 
That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like to. That'd be fun. You know, it'd be, it'd be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Zach, what else we got? Anything else we need to let, let the folks know about where to uh, find Molly? Molly, Molly, you got a, you got, you, you're a little bit on Twitter. You've got a YouTube channel. Uh, are you any, any other places we can run into you if people want to learn more about you? Ah, uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on, I'm on all those. Oh, cool. We'll definitely link all that to the show notes so folks can go check you out and uh, see what you're up to. Um, otherwise, best of luck with the uh, jalapeno contest coming up. Oh, yeah, it'll be the ring of fire. Is that, is that, is that how many you got to eat or how fast you got to eat? What, which how many one you got to eat in 15 minutes? How many you got to eat? What do you like, give you a prediction? Well, last year it was 264. <laughs> I bet that feels good the next day. I'm just <laughs> I, was, I was in the bathroom a lot. It was yeah. pretty intense. It was that's, great. That's, that's a chemical warfare there. Goodness. So. Yeah. Is there any, do you have any, uh, is there any competition that you know of that's going to show up that might give you a run for the money? Mm, tacos. That's a uh, Kobayashi will be there, but like I said, that one's for fun. So. Oh, okay. Kobayashi is, is she's, that's a, uh, is that the female or the male? I know there's somebody they used to call the black widow, I think, or something like that. that that's uh, Sonia Thomas. Yeah. She, I don't, I don't, I don't hear a lot about her anymore. Okay. But Kobayashi was a small he was the hot dog guy before uh, Joey Chestnut. He'd won that yeah. one a couple times, I think. Yeah. But yeah, he was the one I saw the documentary on where he was just sitting at this fast food or not fast food, this buffet. And it had like this kind of like conveyor belt that rotated plates of food and he would just grab one off and then eat the plate. And then he, he told the wait the waiter to not take the plates away because he'd like to see them get stacked up as he yeah, eat them. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right, cool. So, the the but the, the the taco one is for fun, and the the jalapeno is for for record breaking. So cool. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> All right, thanks, Molly. I appreciate. It. I look forward to meeting you sometime. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Human Performance Outliers podcast with hosts Dr. Sean Baker and Zach Bitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider following us on social media and checking out our websites. Links to those can be found in the show notes. Also, if you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate to shoot us an email at hpopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning into the show.